On episode 72 of the new 8 Days of Geek podcast, Xbox speeds things up, good and bad from Kevin Smith, and I show Sean his next pair of mom jeans. Stay tuned. to another episode of the new eight days of geek podcast i'm your host jesse miller and joining me as always the man who is taking time from running his baseball empire to be with us here today <laughs> sean scott i know things got hairy before the show didn't they <laughs> yeah i had to make I, some trades or i had, I had oh yeah had had to put somebody on a list or something the, the disabled list there you go that thing it's where it's where you put your hurt baseball players so you can re- you know replace them on your roster there was there was an emergency, you know, before the show. Uh, a, a relief pitcher on my fantasy baseball team was injured. Had to make a you know a, a last minute change to my lineup, and Jesse finds it amusing. Yeah, torn meniscus is always hilarious. <clears throat> anyway, so um, let's go ahead and kick into the blurbs. Uh, I got the first one. This is a. Uh, this is one I've been following for a little while, and it's all going to come. You've got to... both of them. Do I? Oh, I do. Hey, look at that. I am blurb master today. Uh, so there's a uh, subreddit out there called, uh, I believe it is, Thanos did nothing wrong. Yes. Yeah. Thanos did nothing wrong. Or Thanos, however you want to say it. I say Thanos. Anyway. Uh, I still haven't seen Infinity War, so are you going to spoil shit for me? Um... I no well no you know what do you know what Thanos wants to do mm. like in general other than like world domination no uh, actually he doesn't want world domination he oh, wants there you go he wants to get rid of half of the beings in the universe that's his that's his shtick with less people fighting over the resources he thinks it'll be a better place I don't think that spoils too much because it doesn't tell you the outcome it's just that's what he wants. Okay. So the Thanos did nothing wrong subreddit. Basically, they have a <laughs> they have a bunch of subscribers, and I, I want to let me see if I can go to it and see what the current count is. Uh, Five hundred and seven thousand subscribers. Okay. So <laughs> what they want to do, and the Reddit um, administrators have agreed to allow them to do this, is on uh i believe it's tomorrow which is would be technically today when you're listening to it yeah july 9th they want to basically ban half their users <laughs> so they're they're going to get rid of half of the beings in their universe i i just think that's really that's a inter- very very novel interesting little idea you know, I mean, the whole the whole subreddit is just there for 
community and fun and i love it when fan communities get together and do fan geeky things it's it's always a blast so um i think it'll be interesting a lot of people are joining up you know when they first started this i think they had like it was small numbers uh let's see here yeah they they don't really say i don't think in this article where it started off but they had less than a hundred thousand i think when they uh decided to finally do this and now it's up to 507,000 so they're going to drop the band hammer on like what is potentially 250,000 subscribers <laughs> yeah. so if you want to see if you'd be uh, snuffed out by Thanos then uh, join their subreddit see if you are one of the lucky few who are left when the dust settles uh, let's see. All right, the next one. This I ha I need this. I need this in my life so many ways. Um, this is a book that is going to be released. Uh, it's in, coming out in September, called Anatomy of a Metahuman, and it's a reference book from about DC Comics characters, and it is literally like almost a Grey's Anatomy hmm. of each character. You know, do you ever wonder how Superman's laser eyes work? Well, now you'll find out, you know, how Cyborg gets put together. Uh, you know, that's in there, too. And uh, I see some Aquaman <clears throat> stuff here. Um, Swamp Thing. Who is this? Is this Cheetah? It looks really cool. I don't know who that the, is. the artwork is really neat. Yeah. I, it's yeah i mean the artwork i mean it's old school sketchy you know like i said the the gray's anatomy thing but it's all color and it, it just yeah it looks just really cool um you can pre-order it now according to the tweet uh from ming doyle uh let's see here i don't see who it's actually uh published by um and I can't really, let's see here, maybe it's on the Amazon page. We'll, we'll see. Uh, let's see, it's a hardcover. It's going to be forty-five thirty-three. Um, dollars uh, Let's see here. Yeah, it doesn't really say on here either who the publisher is. So, you know. Um, ah, here we go. Insight Editions, September 18th, 2018. Man. I gotta have that. That is that is awesome. Um, Insight Editions. If you want someone to review that, I'm your man. So okay, let's see here. That's all the blurbs we got. There wasn't wasn't anything too crazy. Um, Gaming. Sean, you are you are on the ball with this one. Yeah. Go ahead. I don't even know why this came across my newsfeed, I guess, because I'm a Microsoft, you know, Xbox user and, you know, Google knows everything about me now. But uh, if you are an Xbox user, then you probably already have this. But recently, Xbox pushed out their July update and included in that update is what The Verge is calling a very clever feature. Um, and that feature is called Fast Start. Uh, originally unveiled at E3, it's the feature that prioritizes the files a game really needs to start while it continues to download the rest of the title in the background. So I guess previously, uh, when you downloaded games on, on your Xbox, you had the ready-to-start feature, which allowed your games to start before they were fully downloaded, uh, but it typically only lets 
let you play an initial level or so before the game was available. Uh, and this uh, feature will supplant and replace that uh, for most games and allow you to uh, jump right in a lot quicker because it will prioritize the files you need to start the game. Um, I don't do a whole lot of downloading of games, you know, uh, and so maybe you can tell me if this will uh, affect me in any way, but what I notice is like, you know, when I dove into uh, Fallout 4, it had been out for, you know, how long before I actually started playing it? Probably over a year. Yeah, at least. At least. And, uh, and so when I first put that thing in, you know, I needed to download, you know, over a year's worth of, of updates and patches and everything else. And, uh, that's where I encounter the ready to start feature, you know, uh, and, and because I was only downloading patches or updates or whatnot, like I was able to click the ready to start, you know, after probably maybe 10%, you know, of the download had gone through, you know? Um, so I'm just wondering if this will, you know, if this fee, I don't know. Cause it only, it says that it's only going to be available on a select number of games. Uh, and so I don't know if that's specifically only for full games that are being downloaded over the marketplace or whatnot, or whether this, you know, might also affect my gaming experience as well. Well, it is, uh, it is, Fantastic. I'll put it that way for sure. Because if you're downloading a game, say Sea of Thieves or um, oh, well, Fallout 4, for instance, if you're downloading the actual game from the game store, uh, I mean, those games are huge. Uh, we're talking, you know, 30 to 50 gigabytes of download. And even, I mean, I have a really fast a relatively fast connection sure charter you can always make it faster please but it's relatively fast and even then you know we're talking about a good hour of a download you know at least um so the fact that it could download prioritize and download what i needed to play the game within 10 15 minutes uh, that's fantastic it gets me buying and playing a game quickly because there's a lot of people who aren't going to buy games online simply, you know, it's easier, but it's simply because they just don't want to have to wait for that download. Um, one of the things that made this much easier back in the day was when consoles started to be able to download things while they're in sleep mode. That was a big right. jump uh, because then you could put it in sleep mode and then the next morning you could play it. Well, now this will make it to where you can play it now and then it'll just be completed the next morning. Um, I don't Oh man. I remember that on like, even like on my original 360. Uh, and, and back then I had, you know, terrible DSL and, uh, just, just having a, a patch that I needed, uh, you know, or an update to a game meant that I wasn't playing for quite some time, you know? Oh yeah. Uh, it was, it was a pain in the ass. Yeah, so I don't know if this will work on updates necessarily, but I think it probably, uh, if they can make it work for the regular game, they should be able to make it work with updates. Well, and that's the way I look at it, is that like regardless of whether this affects my gaming experience right now at this moment or not, it's still a pro it's still progress in that uh, scope of the technology, and so uh, it, it, it will eventually uh, affect my gaming experience you know uh, oh, yeah. that's the way i look at it you know is that it's a benefit across the board no matter what 
Yeah, and with this, you know, it's like I said, it's making downloadable games uh, closer to their physical copy uh, counterparts. Uh, other than trading in games, which honestly, I always, when I was a 360 user, I always bought physical games because I said to myself, well, when I'm done with it, I can trade it in. Right. Dude, I got a whole rack of 360 games. I didn't trade in sure. a single goddamn one of them. Sure. <laughs> so now in this generation, and by the time and by the time you're willing to trade in and trade them in, Game they're Stop, worthless. Yeah, GameStop's going to give anymore. you thirteen cents for fifty games, if that, because they, you know, like I, I remember, like even after having the three sixty, I believe, like I tried to trade in a bunch of just regular Xbox games, and they were like, nope, we don't want that stuff anymore. You know, like if if we progressed on to the next generation, uh, the likelihood that they'll even take your trade ins on the older stuff, you know, mm-hmm. is probably halved. Oh yeah, so. Because of that, in this current generation, I've kind of, uh, I've kind of leaned more towards digital games than I do physical copies. However, in order to get me to buy a physical or digital game, it has to be as easy to uh, put on my system as a physical one, which is how it is now. Because even if you get a game nowadays that's physical, you still have to install it on your system. You know, that was something we never had to deal with. So now you've got to wait for this large amount of data to transfer to your system before you can play it. Um, So I might as well download it in that situation. And then also you have to make it cost effective. A digital game should not be as expensive as a physical one. Sure. So that's our next step is to make all digital games cheaper than the physical one. I know games are expensive, but you've set an expectation that a game is not going to cost me more than $60 if I hold it in my hands. If I am getting the same game and you don't have to pay for packaging or burning of the disc or marketing or shipping or all these other tra- charges, I should be able to see that gain as well. Now, you could split it with me 50-50 and only take like you know 5 or 10 bucks off the game, but as long as its price is lower than the physical copy, I feel like I've gotten a deal. So that's our that's our next step. This is awesome now work on the disparaging uh, price of the digital games. So in addition to the fast start uh, feature, there were a couple other minor tweaks that uh, Microsoft made. They tweaked their pins dashboard feature to include groups of games and apps. Uh, The groups mean you can essentially organize your games into favorite sections, and these will sync across multiple Xbox One devices. Uh, Microsoft also improved search within the Xbox One dashboard with the ability to press the Y button anywhere to bring up a search interface for apps, games, settings, and more. That seems like something that they should have thought of a long time ago. You yeah. Know? You know, I just bought an Xbox One. and You just added search, you big dumb dummies. Yeah. See, I can honestly say the one thing I dislike about the Xbox One is the interface. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan either. I was a, I was a, I'm, you know me, I'm, I'm loyal and, and you know, when it comes to this kind of stuff and I preferred the interface on the 360. Yeah, like I preferred, one. I preferred that desktop, that interface more than, than I like this one. I'm, I, I'm still yeah. confused and they keep tweaking it and keep changing it. And, and so it's like every time I feel like I have even like a minor grasp on what I can do with this thing, um, I lose track of where things are at now and how to get there and it's it's yeah i don't know yeah but i agree what can you do 
Yeah, we're at the we're at the mercy of our our consumer overlords. Right. Alrighty. Uh, we got a little bit more info on Fallout seventy six uh, because of some interviews with uh, oh, what's his name, Todd Howard, uh, the creator. And this is probably all because I complained about <laughs> about not having enough info. Yeah. So, so now um, I can now I can you know outright say I'm not going to play this game because I'm sure you're going to give me bad news here, aren't you? Uh no, no. This this I think is probably good news for most people. Uh, so one of the things about a multiplayer online game like Fallout 76 that you're worried about is what happens when I jump in at level one and some dude who's level whatever the hell ends up stomping on my scrotum you know the second i jump in because he's 20 levels higher than i am uh well todd howard has said basically that if you are under level five you cannot be killed by another player so this this will keep you know this will keep uh new players from being just outward out and out murdered um now, something they have to figure out is if you're under level five, you know, they have to make it to where people aren't creating just small level characters to go and just dick with people, you know, uh, because then you wouldn't be able to kill them. They could just do whatever they want to to your base and you wouldn't be able to kill them. So they got to figure that out. Um, so um, also fast travel is still uh, still available. Uh, that you have that comes up with um, from VG twenty four seven. They come up with a really good point. Um, they want to know if they're going to fix a problem where players can fast travel next to one another. So if you're walking along, somebody fast travels right behind you, and as VG twenty four seven says here, fires a nail gun at the back of your head. That would suck. So uh, let's see here. Also, if you look all the way down at the bottom of the article that we linked in the show notes, there is a Fallout 76 map. Uh, Sean, if you could take a look at that. Oh, you want me to actually click on the uh, yeah, link in the show at, notes? Yeah, look at the, look <laughs> oh, jeez. Good lord. <laughs> anyway, but the map looks pretty pretty intense. I mean, it's a it's a big map. So, you got Toxic Valley, the mire. Cranberry Bog, that sounds pretty. Uh, Ash Heap, does not sound pretty. And The Forest, otherwise known as Appalachia. So, very, uh, very interesting. Let me see if I can zoom in on this. Nope, nope, I sure cannot. Alright. Uh, they got all kinds of locations and uh, landmarks and everything on this map, so definitely check it out. Um, it's supposed to be four times larger than Fallout so if you cut this into fourths yeah that's a big map then holy crap yeah that's gonna be awesome but Sean won't be able to take part in it because (laughs) he just doesn't like multiplayer anything I have multiplayer anxiety and I'm at least willing to give it a chance Uh, I don't know I don't know get it on Xbox and then me and um, the the other guy I play with can um, um, we can watch over you like a little baby boy. But like I said before, I mean, like, I just don't know, you know, like what, like the, the fact that I have to like schedule my video game time to like sit down and play this game with you guys is just such a huge pain in my ass. Well, you like, don't, you don't have to play with us though. You can hop in and play whenever. 
you know, I mean, if you want to specifically play with us when we're online, then yeah, you have to kind of work it around us. But, you know, I mean, I'll be in there playing and then all of a sudden you hop in, you're like, oh, hey, look, he's online. And then you come and join me and we wreak havoc on whoever. Mm, yeah. Mm, I don't know. Mm, it's just kind of a yeah. target of opportunity. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, think about it. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you have an Amazon Prime account, by the way? Uh, my wife does. Okay. See, if you pre-order from Amazon Prime, you get like twenty percent off. It ends up being like, uh, I think it's with taxes. I think it was like fifty bucks to pre-order it. So and when's it come? Uh, November fourteenth, I think. So you don't even have to pay until November fourteenth, and then you'll get it day of. Yeah, or you we'll can pre-order see. it. You can pre-order it digitally, and it's full price. It's sixty bucks, but still, you don't have to pay until like the week before if you get it on the Microsoft Store. I haven't decided. I'll probably order it from Amazon, but we'll see. I really wish there was cross-platform play because I really want to play it on my computer. But anyone I play with is on Xbox, so it's like, well, damn. <laughs> All right. Let's see here. I have to tell you something, Trevor. It's time for TV news. Boo this man. I don't like this. This is, this yeah. is sad. Damn it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I enjoyed this show. So um, Fox has made it official. The uh, the new sitcom starring Adam Scott and Craig Robinson uh, that Jesse and I are referring to, Ghosted, that we've spoken about at least on one or two occasions on the podcast previously, uh, has officially been canceled. And um, it's – I guess they say it's not a surprise, but it, th- this show was just – once again, this is just an example of how Fox handles stuff so weirdly, you know, because they had the, – the, the show came out. You and I watched it. We thought it was good. And then I think they did uh, – how many episodes did they, they, did they do total? I don't even remember. But uh, – and, and this particular article I linked to in the show notes I don't think specifically gives the episode count. But if you recall, they 16. ran they, – they, okay, so the, I think they ran like 10 episodes originally uh, during the season. And then um, just about a month ago, uh, back in June, the show came back on. And so after the 10 episodes had aired during the normal regular season, they hadn't made an announcement on whether or not this show was coming back. And in fact, they ordered those additional six episodes. And so those six episodes were were done. And then during the uh, off-season, if you will, uh, you know, over the summer here, uh, back in June, they, they began running those uh, six additional episodes and that kind of led me to believe like oh they have like you know a renewed faith in the show you know they ordered six extra six extra episodes and you know this this bodes well but apparently i was wrong because the uh, cast options were expiring uh, this past weekend and fox had to make a decision and they decided to axe it 
So, um, and from what I've read online, honestly, there hasn't been, you know, like an incredible amount of online backlash or anything like that. And they were likening the name of the show to the fact that, uh, like it's hashtag, you know, hashtag ghosted. They were saying it's, you know, very similar to, you know, the, uh, the slang word ghosted, you know, which means to just completely ignore someone that you just met, you know, uh, or dated or whatnot. And, uh, uh, they were saying that like the fans of the show, you know, have, aren't even really there on, on, you know, on an online presence. So maybe that's at least, a an example of why the show didn't succeed, but I thought it was cool. I thought it was funny. Uh, I know you enjoyed it as well. So, I mean, this was kind of a uh, crappy news, but what can you do? Yeah. Fox canceled Fox canceled everything this year, you know. It was yeah. just one of those seasons for them. So um I believe it said in that deadline article there that they now officially have a uh, a completely clean slate of live action comedy. And I think we already discussed earlier in, in a previous podcast how they've they've cut down on the amount of programming they're doing anyway because they picked up some more live action live sports coverage or something that they'll be airing during the regular season so um they've already cut down on the amount of programming they're going to have and and now they've uh they've decided to go with a clean slate of all new original stuff and cancel everything they previously had other than like the animated shows you know simpsons family guy bob's burgers it's just weird but, you know, Fox is going through a lot right now. <laughs> so, all right. Well, let's move on to some more. We've got good and bad news on, on this next one. So uh, this was what you referred to in the intro with the good and the bad from Kevin Smith. And uh, just because I'm that kind of guy, we're going to start with the bad news. Uh, and the by bad the way, news is – Go ahead. Kevin Smith, by the way, dude – Freaking kudos because you're looking good lately. Yeah, there's like, a, actually a photo in the next uh, in the next story um, yeah. that was taken recently. So. Damn, <laughs> good diet, man! Holy crap! Okay, yeah. go ahead. Sorry, yeah. I just well, took I mean, me off a, a near a near fatal heart attack will do that to you. I guess so. So, uh, but uh, the bad news is that after seven seasons and ninety six episodes, AMC has canceled uh, the reality show set in um, Kevin Smith's comic book shop uh, AMC's comic book men has been officially canceled um, now on a tangent uh, I did read some articles here that you know Kevin is Kevin uh, and so uh, you know he's always looking to, to do stuff you know and so I've, I've read articles that say he is shopping the show around to other networks and other you know streaming services and whatnot to see if they want to you know continue production uh, but We'll see what happens there. You never know. With Kevin Smith, he tries a lot of stuff and, you know, some stuff just goes nowhere and some stuff, you know, really sticks. I mean, it's kind of surprising that this show lasted this long on AMC, which is a network that hasn't been doing a lot of live, like reality television in a while other than they they, they talk about that. You know, other than uh, Chris Hardwick's shows, you know, after The Walking Dead, um, there wasn't really a lot of or any reality television uh, of any kind uh, on AMC. So uh, the the fact that this lasted for 96 episodes with basically no publicity and no uh, uh, drive by 
behind it at AMC is is is, is kudos to them. So uh, we'll see if it gets picked up elsewhere. But you know, for now, uh, the adventures of uh, Bry, Walt, and Ming uh, will will no longer be on AMC, and there's nothing left for them to air either. So the uh, the last season that just ran was was it. That that's all there was. So. Did you ever watch this show? Did you ever catch any episodes of this? I did not. Um, what, what? It was on AMC. That's yeah, it was on AMC. Because... It was on the same night. It was always on the same night as The Walking Dead and The Talking Dead. Uh, but and and I think they might even talk about it in this particular article. Uh, so what happened was that you know it was originally supposed to air you know right after those shows and all tie into like a nerdy geek themed night. And The Walking Dead got so huge and The Talking Dead expanded from a half an hour to an hour that the lineup began being The Walking Dead, then The Talking Dead, then a rerun of The Walking Dead, and then they would show comic book man and so it was airing in like a midnight time slot and was basically forgotten about you know at, at amc like almost like an afterthought um so you know it was it was on and they didn't re- I, it even said in this article like they didn't even rerun it you know like it's not like they showed like reruns of the show you know during the day repeatedly or anything like that you know like some networks do so it was just something they aired once a week if you saw you saw you didn't you didn't you could catch it streaming that kind of deal you know it was really an afterthought and uh, uh i enjoyed it it was kind of like a, a pawn stars type of deal you know where people brought stuff into the comic book shop but i like kevin smith and all of his you know group of uh, of friends and so you know i've i've known them you know like i've listened to their podcast these are the guys who do tell them steve dave so you know i i, I was aware of all i i, I I've always enjoyed it, but and I'm not a big reality show guy anymore. I used to watch a lot of this garbage, like Pawn Stars and American Pickers and all that kind of stuff, and and I've gotten away from watching any of it really now. Uh, uh, but I still watch this, and uh, I hope they pick it up somewhere else. You know, that would be then I'd be able to put this back in a you know in in the news as as a as a good as the good news from Kevin Smith, which is what the next story is. And uh, so with the disappointing news of comic book men being canceled, that's even how the Cinema Blend article begins, uh, we do have a little bit of good news from Kevin. And that is two years after making a pilot show, uh, the pilot of a, for a TV show called Hollyweed um, that eventually went nowhere. Uh, and we might have even discussed this previously on the podcast because it was only two years ago. We've been doing this for a while now. So, you know, him making that pilot – might have been something that we've talked about before and um but it it really didn't get picked up or go anywhere and he recently tweeted um that they would be making some uh what do they call it reshoots um present day reshoots to uh to 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 cap off the episode they previously made and that it was going to be picked up and aired somewhere and so they didn't say where um this particular article says that streaming or youtube seems like the more uh plausible avenues for this stuff but uh, especially since it's only one episode you know and 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 so we're you know ever we're left wondering he said later this week we're supposed to find out and when did he actually tweet this out? Um, what day was that on? Do you see on the post? It might have been an Instagram post, but I don't see a date. 
I don't I don't see how it's I don't see how the Instagram post is dated like a you know like a tweet is so but the article the post was uh three days ago three days ago yeah so we're talking about if if everybody listens to this on the day we drop that'll be tomorrow which is Monday so apparently you know this week is the week that you know he's supposed to uh, let us know where we're going to be able to see the show um so tweet is July 5th so Okay, um, and he says next week, so it'll be it'll be the week that this show airs. Gotcha. Uh, the plot of the show it says is the same as the, the original concept from 2016. So I'm clicking on that, and and uh, the plot of the show is the pilot for Hollyweed follows a pair of potheads attempting to make money and find success in the burgeoning world of marijuana dispensaries. Smith's fellow toker will be played by the hilarious comedian and Chappelle show co-star Donald Rawlings. And the duo will take in a charismatic porn star played by Mr. Robots, Frankie Shaw to help their cause making the trio's goals a tad harder to reach will be the neighboring cookie magnate. One of pop culture's most ruthless antagonists that will be played by true bloods, Kristen Bauer, Van Stratton. And should the project move forward, we can also expect to see Adam Brody, Harley Quinn Smith, Chloe Dworkin, Ralph Garman, Hina Abdullah, and Pete Pietrangeli. Uh, so, uh, I mean, it sounds like something you would expect from <laughs> Kevin Smith, you know? I mean, it sounds like a pothead comedy, stoner, you know, uh, uh, fun type of deal. Um, I'm, I'll absolutely watch it. I mean, especially if it's just one episode and you know, if it, if it matters, if, if me watching it gets it picked up somewhere, you know, for future, uh, episodes, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely give it a try. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I'll, I'll, I'll watch anything Kevin Smith does. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what it sounds like to me at all sure. at face value, because a, a lot of, a lot of his stuff at face value like clerks for instance you take it just with synopsis and actors alone it's not that interesting however i love the movie because i sat down and i actually made myself watch it and you know back then i i just loved it so it's the same exact thing at face value things might sound a little goofy a little bit not up your alley give it a shot because there's a lot of hidden gems and just really good writing in there yeah, how did he word it here in his post? Uh, he said that uh, the show is like in a weed store mixed with the heart of Chasing Amy and Zack and Miri. So, you know, whether you like the raunchy comedy stuff or, you know, more – I mean all of his stuff is raunchy comedy, yes. But, you know, there's a difference between like the, the, the type of film that Clerks is really and the type of film that say Chasing Amy is, you know. Uh, Chasing Amy is much more heartfelt, you know, a uh, movie at least in the, kind, in the kind of movies that he makes. So, you know – Apparently it's going to, you know, it's, it's him trying to make something, you know, much more substantial than dick and fart jokes, I guess is what it sounds like. (laughs) I like dick and fart jokes. Hey, I'm all about (laughs) dick and fart jokes. Awesome. All right. Moving on to Netflix. 
uh, Netflix has decided to bring Ultraman to series. And I'm not incredibly familiar with Ultraman. You know, I know what it is. In fact, probably the majority of my familiarity with Ultraman comes from Ready Player One. Uh, and by Ready Player One, I mean, you know, the real Ready Player One, the good book, not that garbage film. Because I don't think they even mentioned Ready or Ultraman in in the film, did they? Um, yeah, did, uh, they had the beta capsule. I thought in Ready Player One in the in the movie. Did they? Did he? Did he wear the suit? Now I don't even remember. One movie, Ultraman. Um, uh, oh, I guess he wasn't. Yeah, yeah. I could. They had. They had something. Right, uh, and that that's he. Saying, oh, like, it was the thing he when he turns into Gundam. That's right. So they turned him into Gundam instead of Ultraman. Right. Okay. okay. Whatever. Uh, so again, you know, uh, just changing things, and because uh, <laughs> uh, I knew I didn't remember seeing that. But uh, Netflix, you know, Ultraman is something that's been around for a long time in in multiple different series. And the reason, you know, we know it from Ready Player One is that there was a lot of uh, or there was at least one particular uh, live action show back in the 80s that was, uh, you know, a Japanese production that was referenced multiple times in, in the story. Um and Netflix has decided to create a 3D CGI uh, television series based on the manga. Um, and it will debut some point in the spring of 2019, although no exact premiere date has been revealed. So, uh, I mean, I've never been a real big fan of anime. Do you watch a lot of anime i don't i do not i have never uh, there are se- a couple animes that uh, mostly movies that i enjoy like akira and stuff like that um but i can never i never seem to be able to get into anime tv shows or anything like that so uh, i don't know what it is about them i i don't care for, i don't think i care for the art style and i think that takes me out of the story a lot because I like, um, I love, you know, Asian movies. You know, any right. any Chinese or Japanese movies like uh, old, sam- oh God, samurai movies are my weak spot, man. Uh, even if they're not good, I just enjoy the hell out of them. So, I, I don't know what it is. I guess it's the art style in anime that I don't care for, maybe. But I've never been able to get into it. So Netflix describes this as an action drama that revolves around a man who happens to possess both the spirit and the DNA of the legendary Ultraman. Um, He wears an Ultra suit and uses his ability to fight evil. Now, the original Ultraman uh, synopsis of that is that uh, a being called the Giant of Light joined a man named Shin Hayata of the Scientific Special Search Party uh, uh, from an invasion of kaiju, which were terrifying monsters, 
that doesn't sound like that sentence is written correctly. Um, but regardless, as Ultraman, he was able to save the planet from the kaiju, and the whole terrifying tale could have ended there. But instead, the manga reveals that Shin Hayata had a son who just so happened to inherit the Ultraman factor from his dad. The teenage Shinjiro discovers his powers just as a new threat is emerging that will require another Ultraman to save the world. So, you know, that's what the original story was. Whether this adheres directly to the manga or not is, you know, another story. But uh, we'll see. I've never been a big manga or anime fan, really. You know, I've seen some of the big stuff, you know, like Princess Mononoke and things like that. And that's probably such a dated reference that people are like, what? So, because uh, I haven't even, I, don't, I don't, can't even remember the last time I watched like an actual anime. They're saying that it'll be in 3D CGI. Right. So, I mean, that. Hmm. Trying to think of any animes that have been in in three D CGI. Right, so it's so it's not even really like a traditional yeah. anime. It's not gonna be like that. It's gonna be something different. So that might so. not be bad. Because right. that, that and, cuts and that's out because, the art style, maybe. And and one that's I think that goes to that ties in with it being Ultraman, because it says Ultraman projects have aired in live action and animation over the years, so you know it's it's been a it's been in different formats, you know, it's never been like specifically an anime, you know. Uh so if they can do live action and they can do animation, then why not do a weird three D CGI, I guess, if you're Netflix, you know, mm. just throw money at the wall. <laughs> I'm okay with that, though. You get some really good stuff or you just throw money at the wall. I mean, at the very least, I will be interested to see what it looks like. Well, yeah. Just because I'm always interested to see what some of that stuff looks like. You know, I just like animation in general and things like that. It's just cool. Even if I don't give a damn about the story. Awesome. All right. The next and final story we have in the TV category pertains to HBO. And HBO is once again teaming up with Danny McBride. It seems like every time, it seems like everything Danny McBride does, it's like this guy's always been working with HBO. I mean, from Eastbound and Down to that show, uh, Vice Principles, uh, to this new show that he has uh, created called The Righteous Gemstones. And once again, this sounds like, uh, it sounds like it's probably a hit, you know, Um and the the title in the show notes is is uh, what did I call it? Uh, Goodman's gonna be busy. Yeah. Uh, so it will be not only Danny McBride but also John Goodman will be returning to HBO. He was uh, previously on their show Tre- Treme, I believe is what it was called. And uh, and so Danny McBride and John Goodman will be returning to HBO and teaming up together in the Righteous Gemstones. And HBO's ordered the pilot for this, and the show is about a televangelist family created by Danny McBride and uh, let's see it's about a televangelist family and Danny so Danny McBride is the son of John Goodman and it says uh, McBride portrayed Jesse Gemstone arrogantly attempts to expand and modernize the global TV ministry that his Goodman played father Eli created a long tradition of deviance greed charitable work 
work all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ comes into focus as the gemstone legacy. So it sounds like, uh, you know, maybe that, uh, John Goodman plays the father who's been like a super corrupt, you know, shitty televangelist for a while. And either, uh, Danny McBride is, is a, is a good guy, you know, trying to clean up his dad's mess and change things for the better. Or maybe, uh, he's, uh, you know, just as bad, but also trying to clean up the mess. <laughs> so, uh, either way, it sounds interesting. And I'm sure like those two dudes, they're, they're, I mean, they're both hilarious, funny guys, great actors. Um, and like the title in the show notes suggests, I mean, John Goodman's going to be busy seeing is that, you know, the Roseanne spinoff was picked up by ABC. So he'll be doing, you know, a full season of the Connors for ABC this fall. So we'll see, you know, what that leads to and how he uh, juggles all of this work. But uh, this probably sounds just as cool. As a spinoff of Roseanne, you know what I mean? Uh, like I'm just as excited to see this as I was to hear that uh, Roseanne, you know, had a second uh, a second life, minus her, of course. Yeah, like we said in, uh, I think it was actually the last episode. Uh, anything John Goodman's in gets an automatic chance with me because I love John Goodman and Danny McBride. I mean, he always plays some sort of an asshole. But he is a funny asshole. <laughs> you know? So funny. And that show he did with Walt Goggins. Sean has angered the broadband gods. Sure. <laughs> did my, was my uh, stream cutting out? Oh, yeah, it was a little. You're, I think you're back now. Yeah, you're, you're back. You're back. Cool. Okay. Regardless, <clears throat> sounds like a good show. HBO and guys have done it before, doing it again. Yep. Same old. Skype, I tell you what. If any of our listeners uh, have any suggestions that are better than Skype, that are easy to. Uh, because I know some of our listeners are very technically minded people. Um, anything that's like Skype that has comparable voice quality, doesn't have to have video, but is um, easy to route audio to different sources, please send me an email or hit me up on social media is probably your easiest way and let me know because I'm very interested in switching from Skype. <laughs> uh my my skype completely dropped while you were doing that whole spiel like I'm, i couldn't hear anything you were saying <laughs> i'm sure it did i'm sure it did because that's how skype I'm works sure, no nah, yeah i'm pretty sure you angered microsoft stop it yeah so anyway okay <laughs> uh let's see here tech news so in the tech world not a whole hell of a lot is happening um this is interesting, but also, in the grand scheme of things, probably terrifying. Uh, Amazon has made a deal to buy the online pharmacy group PillPack. Um, they basically package, organize, and deliver drugs to people. 
Um, so they, it's kind of like uh, instead of them sending you a bottle of something that you order, what they do is they see, oh, he's supposed to take two a day. So we're going to have a little package here with one of a minute with a timestamp, one package here with a, one of a minute with a timestamp. That way you don't have to figure out, okay, I got to take two of these a day. I got to take four of those a day. I got to take one of these a day. And, you know, make up your own pill organizer. PillPack did it for you. So, Amazon has purchased them. And this has got the likes of, like, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, anyone who's in the pharmacy game kind of shaking in their boots a little bit. <laughs> um, would you would you uh, subscribe to a service like this, Sean? I don't, I don't know. You don't have to say if you take any medications all the time. I have a few that I take, but, you know... Um, it's just because I like spicy food and my stomach rebels against me and then I drown in my own fluids at night. So got to have that heartburn medicine, but, uh, I, I mean, I don't take any regular prescriptions, but I wouldn't see any problem. I mean, I, I would think I would, I think this is something I would absolutely subscribe to. Okay. Um, awesome. I'm all, I mean, I don't, I don't have any concerns about having my prescriptions, you know, delivered or anything like that. So, you know, my wife receives lots of prescriptions seeing as that she has, you know, a chronic illness. So, uh, uh, um, I don't see, I don't see any problem with it at all. Okay. Um, according to CNBC where this article comes from, uh, let's see, Rite Aid, Walgreens and CVS Health lost $12.8 billion in market value when this was announced. (laughs) 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 <laughs> just the fact that Amazon is getting into the same business as you means you're not worth nearly as much as you thought you were. Um, the uh, Let's see here. Walgreens Boots. Let's see. Uh, it says, yes, this is a declaration of an intent from Amazon. Walgreens Boots Alliance CEO Stefano Passina acknowledged to an analyst in a planned call. Um He says also, but the pharmacy world is much more complex than the delivery of a certain pill or package. Uh, That sounds like shrugging it off kind of to me, but eh, I don't know. This between... uh, See, one of the things I thought of when I saw this uh, is not only the prescription drugs, which, you know, it's pill packs kind of bread and butter. It's kind of their thing. But also now Amazon owns Whole Foods... And a pharmaceuticals distributor. How hard would it be for them to basically have, you know, you chat with someone online to describe your daily habits, your daily life, things you do, and them to say, okay, well, judging by this, these are the vitamins you should probably be taking. Would you like us to deliver those to you? And now your vitamins are exactly split up in packages telling you when to take them, how to take them, and what to take them with with no intervention on your part and they just get delivered. It's pretty impressive and, yeah. and scary and cool. And you know what I mean? Like <laughs> all the feelings, <laughs> right? It's all the feelings. Yeah. Yep. So I'm, I, I, would I think it's neat. I, and, and yeah, I mean, I'm i I'm a big fan of Amazon. So they're one of those big giant companies that I, you know, have, <laughs> you know, uh, never really found a reason to, to hate like Apple. Oh, like Apple. So <laughs> I'm sure there are plenty of reasons, but, uh, you know, 
<laughs> I'll overlook them. <laughs> <laughs> Sean will allow it. <laughs> All right. So uh, on to the next one. Samsung's next smartwatch, according to Android Central, is going to be called the Galaxy Watch and is going to use Wear OS instead of the, uh, I believe they were on Tizen uh, for the last couple watches. Um, this is fantastic news because it was the only reason I didn't like the Samsung watch is that it was on Tizen. I don't, I don't really care for the operating system much. Um, so now this comes from a, they say a reliable leaker slash tipster icy universe. Uh, and, uh, it's saying here, let's see here. Uh, they're changing it from the gear S four, which the previous version was gear S three. And it's just going to be changed to Galaxy Watch. Um, good decision, in my thoughts. It's always good to make things a little bit more simpler, ambiguous. You know, people, modern day people who are getting into technology, they they have a hard time following version numbers. Apple realized this, and now every new iPad is just called, you know, iPad. So that it it helps. It's hard. It's a hard transition to make at first because then you're like, you know, well. How am I going to know the old one from the new one and all this stuff? But eventually it just ends up making sense. Um, and then they're going to be using Wear OS. Uh, like I said, that's the that's the Android, the actual Google uh, Android watch. It used to be called um, uh, Android you know, Watch OS. Uh, it was the Android version that you got on like the Moto 360 and uh, the Asus Zen Watch and all all the first. Uh, round of Android smartwatches. So um, I am totally for this. This is going to be awesome. <clears throat> um, let's see here if they have a, any kind of a release date. Uh, they say they have no idea when it will be unveiled. Um, but with Samsung's Galaxy Note 9 event right around the corner, uh, it's a good good chance that they may tie it in with that one. Which which makes sense, you know. Um, let's see. The uh, other reported features, according to Android Central, include a 470 milliamp hour battery, blood pressure measurement, which is cool, um, and what they call a PLP package that that'll allow for smaller components inside the watch. Um, what is a PLP package. That is uh, something to do with the actual um, circuitry. Yeah. Panel level package, I think, is what that stands for. Hmm. Interesting. That's Thanks. That's Thanks for those details. Crazy <laughs> technical right there. <laughs> I, that's very inside baseball. I could, ex- I could go into this article and explain, but I don't think it's going to help anyone. <laughs> Uh, not at all. No, this is <clears throat> this comes from the IEEE, and it's it's very very technical. Um, let's see, so the PLP, the filler material, is selected to fill the trench around the chip um, and provide a smooth <laughs> surface for the redistribution lines. Therefore, the solder bumps could be located on both the filler and the chip surface, and the pitch of the chip side is fanned out. <laughs> it's all about how they put together the uh the circuitry are, inside that makes it thinner to make what more are those room. uh 
what are those things on Rick and Morty? What you do this with the flea, and we do this. What are those things? Uh, the plumbus, regular the plumbus, old plumbus. Yeah. When as soon as you started reading that, all I heard was like that that description of how a plumbus is made. If you remember, like the complete nonsensical description of how a plumbus is made, that's all I heard the whole time you were reading that. And then they pull the grumbo. Right. <laughs> and they buff it with the fleeb. Yep. And then they squeeze the fleeb juice. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> All right. Um, so on our next one here. Uh, do, do, do. Um, new pricing may or may not be coming to Netflix. Um, they're testing uh, basically the way this looks to me is that the lower-tiered plans are losing things, and then the higher-tiered plans are getting those things. Um, This comes from Gizmodo, and basically it looks like they're going to add another plan onto Netflix that includes HDR content. So right now, uh, let me see if I can find the original one here. Uh, see, I don't see. Let me try and go to Netflix's website specifically. We'll get it from the source. Um, pick your price. Here we go. Okay, so right now, basic at $8 a month. Um, they're saying you don't get HD. You don't get Ultra HD, which is HDR. You can stream to one screen, and the rest of the stuff is just uh, marketing crap. Uh, on the standard... $11 a month you get HD but you don't get HDR you can screen you can stream it to two screens for the premium that's $14 a month you get HD and HDR and you can stream it to four screens well they are planning on now adding a new tier called Ultra uh the pricing which is, which on the- is basically w- everything that we get right now but jacking the price up kind of yeah so and taking hdr away from what we currently get exactly so in the all the first three keep their pricing but now you've got um premium will get uh see right now it looks like nobody actually technically gets because they don't mention it they don't mention hdr anywhere right yeah and back to I know which article you linked here notes, but I was earlier. So that's the broadband the guys are so pissed off at Sean. So pissed off. Uh, Damn it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Sean, your opinion doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> um so yeah, it's it's you know, they don't mention HDR anywhere, so I don't know if people have been getting it and just not necessarily paying for it, maybe. I don't know. I can't imagine there's that much HDR content out there uh, on Netflix because there wasn't that much 4K content until just recently a few things started being added. Uh, so the first three uh, things, keep their pricing, keep their packaging, keep their you know inclusions. Now, high dynamic range, or HDR, is one of the things that's available. None of the first three packages have it. The basic, the standard, or the premium. Netflix looks like they will be adding an ultra tier, which will be... um, They have it down here in pounds. uh, 
or euros. Um, but you know, the euros. Let's see, seven ninety nine, ten ninety nine, thirteen ninety. Yeah, see, the euros match up with the American pricing, uh, which doesn't make sense because if it's a euro, it should be uh, like a dollar and a half. So I, I'm not positive, but it looks like it will probably be somewhere in the seventeen dollar a month rate range. It comes with absolutely everything that's in the premium plan plus HDR. That's the only thing you get extra is HDR. Um, I can hear again. Woo! Yay! This is the first time in like minutes I've been able to hear. <laughs> so the whole point of what I was saying earlier was that the the whole point of this this price thing was to gauge the value of HDR to the consumers. So that's why it's like the only thing that's really being changed uh, in in regards to the packaging is because they want to see how much this one particular feature is worth to the consumers. I don't even know what it is. So, like, you know, is it something I'm already watching on my TV? I doubt it. I don't. I don't think I've got a TV that nice. Yeah, if you don't have an HDR TV, then it's completely superfluous. Well, yeah, I don't know if I do or not, but my TV is, you know, several years old, so I doubt it. Yeah. And one of the things that got me on this is uh, uh, if you look, um, let's see here. The desktop versions of Netflix's European sites show unchanged standard and premium plans. Mobile browsers show that standard has been stripped of one of its two simultaneous streams, while premium has lost two. So right now you have basic at one screen, one stream. Standard gets two streams, and premium gets four streams. Some people are saying if they go to the site on their mobile device, it now shows basic and standard only having one stream, premium ah. only having two. Ah. That is a problem. That's, <laughs> that, a, that that's would, a big problem. That would hit us hard because, you know, I have a, I have a standard subscription, but I like, I will like Netflix, so I will stream on two screens all the time. Hopefully that doesn't happen. Netflix, come on. Don't be a jackass. Like our next company, or companies, yeah, who are pretty much just known to be jackasses all the time. I had this story as well. Yeah. I, I stole some stories from Sean today. He stole my Xbox story. This was the exact same <laughs> article. article, too. <laughs> like, this is the exact same article on my phone. Well, that's what you get. <laughs> Steal my Xbox story, will you? Uh, so Charter is launching its mobile service, and it's throttling all video to 480p, because in the age of no <laughs> net neutrality, who the hell cares? Um, <laughs> really, truly. And, see, and when I read this story, because I'm not big on all of the technology stuff, like I read this story, and I read like the very beginning of it, like those first couple lines, and I was like, all right, I'm going to put this in the show notes. And my first question to Jesse is going to be, didn't they just say Charters launched their new service and it's garbage? Like, isn't that essentially what all of this boils down to? Like, we've launched this new mobile service and we've turned all of the streaming down to as low a quality as it can get. You know, like, why would you advertise this? I don't even understand, like, why you would create this thing. Yep. So um, the 480p throttling thing, several companies have tried it. Even T-Mobile, my beloved T-Mobile, has has done this. They they changed it not long after because they had enough people complaining about it. But, I mean, DVD-quality video is not horrible on most cell phones. But in the days of crazy-ass cell phone screens, it's going to start to get noticed. That is actually... It's bearing the lead 
in the article itself because the throttling of the video is not what aggravated me. What aggravated me more is if you scroll down to the part that says right. Charter and Comcast avoid competition. Oh, yeah, they've made an agreement that yes. they won't compete against one another in their – yeah, no, it's the same way that cable companies are. How is that not like, co- like collusion? Yeah, that's the same way. That's the same way that your cable company is run too. That's why the. That's why we only have charter communications, like where we're at. You know, where you and I live. That's why Comcast isn't here. That's why you know. Well, they're basically the only two cable companies left, right? Because uh, charter charter bought time warner so i don't know who else is even left out there but like you know that's why we don't have any other cable companies because they've already agreed not to compete against one another in in, in their individual territories and now they're doing the same thing with the mobile uh, with the mobile service but the, it's not like these companies even have their own mobile network that's oh, no. another thing is that they're just renting all of this stuff from verizon exactly but verizon has tools in place for nvmos which is what these what they basically are reselling other people's infrastructure, uh, they have tools in place to allow people to allow their uh, customers to um, identify video streams and throttle them down and also uh, throttle down hotspot usage. They do mention in this article, you might be able to get around it by using a VPN. I mm-hmm. use, I use that all the time when I was on T-Mobile's plan. Um, a VPN will typically get around it because it is an encrypted connection between you and a different server. So your cell phone carrier, your mobile carrier cannot look at the data inside that connection. So that that might be some a way to get around this. Um so let's see here. Charter is selling unlimited data for $45 a line, which is the same monthly price as Comcast, while Comcast charges $12 for each gigabyte of usage on its limited plan. Charter is charging 14 for each gigabyte. So it's they specifically don't compete by making it to where each plan is different, but the same. <laughs> um, see here. On both the plans, they reduce speeds. Uh, on both the unlimited plans, they reduce speeds for all types of internet usage after customers use 20 gigabytes in a given month. <clears throat> Fake limit. Um, Charter's unlimited plan includes 5 gigabytes of high-speed mobile hotspot usage each month, and it reduces tethering speeds to 600 kilobits per second afterwards. Comcast Unlimited Plan limits tethering to 600 kilobits all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's see here. Uh, On the pay-as-you-go plans, um, instead of the Unlimited, both Charter and Comcast allow tethering at high speeds. Of course, you're paying for it. Why would we we limit you? Uh, Now, just in case any of this stuff excited you and you were like, hey, I really want this. No, you don't. (laughs) Uh, Just so you know, only Charter Home Internet customers can sign up for the company's new mobile service. Like once again, I feel like this is just terrible marketing, or I'm or I'm uh-huh. missing something. And they're like, "Hey, we've created this new service. It's fucking awful, and we're gonna limit the amount of people who can use it to the only the people who already have our shitty cable service." Yeah, <laughs> it says here uh, if a residential spectrum internet subscription isn't man- maintained, so if you don't keep their uh, residential internet, uh, an additional twenty dollars per line monthly charge will be applied. And Spectrum Wi-Fi speeds will be limited to 5 megabits per second. Um, What? Yeah. Uh, You can can change your rate plan, but you won't be able to add additional lines after that. (laughs) uh, Whatever, Charter. This is such a bad idea for them to do this. It's just... It's 
such a garbage cell phone idea. I mean, there are so many other options out there. Do not fall into this trap, please. I mean, they've got to just be banking on like the fact that they already don't compete in the home cable uh, arena with anyone else. So everyone in like their territories are beholden to them already. And so it would just be easy and convenient uh, for them to also accept mobile service through them. Uh, what I don't understand is why, you know, if you're, if you're marketing it like that, you'd think you'd want to make it like a really nice service with super high video resolution speeds or whatever, uh, you know, and so you could retain your entire customer base that you're already basically being able to retain without any competition. Wouldn't that make more sense? I don't know. Not if your only thing is to make money, I guess. I, if you just want to make as much money as possible, as fast as possible, and screw the people, I mean. Because there's nothing like you know in I the fact know. that like these the fact that these people are beholden to Charter as a, their cable company is because competition is essentially not allowed there. Uh, but even with the mobile services, uh, like there is plenty of competition. You know, I can go out and get Verizon or Sprint or T-Mobile or 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 AT and T or whatever. Um, so if you're going to, if you're going to try to retain that captive audience that you already have, that captive customer base, you'd think that you'd want a really nice service that, you know, stands uh, slightly above the other guys in order to make, I don't know, that's just the way I look at it. Providing like a crappy service they can still go in. There's nothing that makes them beholden to you as their mobile provider, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, maybe. So, you know, maybe what it is is they've been in an industry where they have a legal monopoly for so long, they don't understand, like, they don't know how to Real competition? compete anymore. Yeah, I don't know. Because, you, I mean, I would think you need to at least provide something that is as good as what AT&T or Verizon or T-Mobile would provide, you know? Yeah. Uh, because then, even if it's just as good as what they've got, you're banking on the captive audience, the convenience of, you know, bundled billing and things like that. Whereas... You know, if your stuff's just not as good and you're throttling all the video, uh, like unless it's like just super dirt cheap, mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the marketing uh, goal here is. I, I just don't understand it. So and I guess maybe that's it. Maybe it is super cheap. Have have we seen a price point? Have they mentioned a price point? Uh, they did. Didn't Forty five bucks. Like, yeah. For unlimited. I mean, that's but that's not that cheap. I mean, in general, <sighs> it's not that cheap. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a lot cheaper than what I pay through AT and T, but I have a super old plan, and we can't, we don't even need to get into that. <laughs> yeah, let me see, let me see what some competing plans are here. Um, let's see, so unlimited from T Mobile. Just show me a line or show me a price. Come on, all right. So it's seventy bucks. Okay, and but they um, don't throttle anything, right? Uh, they might throttle your, um, video down. That's After a certain amount or? I, no, I think they do it all the time on that one. Cause it's like five or 10 bucks a month extra to, uh, to get the, you know, completely unlimited. Um, I'm trying to find AT&T's of course. This has always been my complaint for AT&T is that it is so hard to find a price on anything unless right. you want to sign up. Okay, uh, unlimited and more, because we talked about these horrible 
uh, naming conventions on ET. Oh yeah, it's seventy bucks <clears throat> online. Um, they also cap it at four eighty p DVD quality, from what they're saying. Um, really? Stream all you want with no overage fees ever. So I'm going to say it's probably an unlimited plan. Uh, but but if I mean but if these guys are all if if everyone already caps at DVD quality then they're not really doing anything out of the like I didn't yeah. think the other companies capped sure. it at DVD quality so that just shows you how much I know about any of this stuff. Well, like I said, I knew I knew T-Mobile did it at one point. I thought they had stopped because my plan I have a special promotion on mine where it's not capped. So I I thought that was kind of a thing now. Um, let's see here. Uh, go unlimited single device. There we go. Uh, that's not what I want. Okay, Verizon, you're my new most hated website because you make things even more difficult ah. than AT&T did, for God's sake. I don't want to know what it costs for four lines. I need one. There we go. Okay, $75 per line. Um... For unlimited talk, text, and data, uh, DVD quality streaming. God, everybody right. does it apparently. Well, well, then I mean, I guess I stand corrected. I mean, yeah. then they've basically reduced the price point on what the already existing service is by thirty bucks, and they have a captive audience. So I, that it sounds like it's a good. It sounds like it's a great idea. Then, <laughs> uh, honestly, like uh, that just yeah. I mean, I was completely unaware that all the big providers were all were already capping it at DVD quality. So. Uh, let's see here, texting, texting abroad. Um, yeah, I was really hoping. Let's see here. Okay, so uh, for T-Mobile, they call it amped or amp up T-Mobile One, uh, and it is uh, ten dollars per line per month to get unlimited HD streaming. Ah, uh, Verizon. So it's an added feature everywhere. Yeah, Verizon doesn't really say on an easy place, and frankly, their site is so horrible, I'm not going to look for it. <laughs> uh, uh, with AT&T, it is the same, $10 a month, because you jump up to the aptly named AT&T Unlimited and More Premium plan. <laughs> Unlimited and More Premium. Exactly. And that's where you get... Um, yeah, that's where you get Play Your Entertainment in 1080p HD quality. Um, okay. You, also, you so. also get 15 gigabytes of personal hotspot um, usage on that as well, and it's the same thing with T-Mobile. You get you get 10 gigabytes of mobile hotspot with them. Um, and Verizon, screw your site because it's horrible. Well, then it doesn't sound like it's a, a bad deal at all. Oh, here we uh, go. On Verizon, it's ten dollars more, so it makes it eighty-five. Yeah. And that 85, though, gets – I mean that 85 is basically the same thing but plus HD. If you don't want the HD, you're still talking about a price point that's um, $30 more than what Charter's charging. So um, not, not bad, I guess. To find their uh, Charter's mobile packages. They do not make it easy either. Thank you, Charter. Why do people's websites suck so bad? 
I just don't ever watch a video on my phone really other than, you know, like the occasional YouTube videos I'm scrolling through Facebook or something like that. Like I don't know if I've ever sat down and watched for any reason, uh, you know, an episode of a show or even a part of a movie on my phone, you know, ever. So All right, here we go. Streaming video is just not a big concern to me. Spectrum Mobile. Uh, so they do use a Verizon network. Um, okay. Pick the monthly 4G LTE data option that's right for you. Let me open up all of these. Um, unlimited, $45 per line. Learn yeah, that was, that was in the article. Yeah, okay. So $45 a line. And it was like, what, 14 bucks for an additional something else? I don't remember. What? Okay, here's what I'm looking for. Okay, so they throttle you after 20 gigabytes per line, which is eh, relatively standard. T-Mobile's the only one that's above that, and they're at like 50 gigabytes. Uh, if you use that much, that's, I mean, even by my standard, that's a lot of freaking data. Um. See, there are no additional fees for using your phone as a mobile hotspot. After 5 gigabytes of mobile hotspot data used in the billing cycle, the hotspot speeds are reduced to a maximum of 600 kilobits per se- uh, second for the rest of the billing cycle. Mobile hotspot data counts towards your 20 gigabyte high-speed data allowance. Um, see here, video typically streams at 480p. And then they tell you if you don't have the their internet is $20 per line. Because of that. Um, and even with that penalty, it still puts it at cheaper. like the same price yeah. or cheaper than some of the big guys. Yeah. Let's see. Buy the gig. Buy the gig. Um, 14. So if you just pay by the gig, it is the 14 gigabytes. So if you use three gigabytes or less of data per month, they're saying you'd only pay $42 for data. Now, I wonder, I guess if you, I guess, okay, I think I understand. If you pay by the gig, you're only paying maybe the amount that you use in uh, actual data usage as opposed to you know, 45 covers your talk, text, and data. Whereas, by the gig, you just pay that 14. So, technically, you could save money um, if you don't use that much uh, data. So, this might be something uh, to look at for, like, your parents or something like that. Um, you know, that don't use a lot of data. They could go with the uh, by the gig option and actually save a decent amount of money. Or me. I only use, like, a yeah. couple gigs. I mean, I'm getting by right now with a three gigabyte a month plan. So that shows you how much data I use, you know, and I've only ever like gone over it like once ever. So and since they are using Verizon, uh, they if you look at their phones, uh, they don't have a whole lot. It's basically the top of the line Galaxy phones and one LG phone. Uh, I wonder if you can bring your own phone if it's a Verizon phone. That would be my next question. Right. You know, so I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm really torn 
because yeah, it's not as bad as I thought going into the story, though, now that we've discussed no. it all and, and looked at other price points and everything else. Yeah. And like I said, my biggest problem with the entire thing was the um, the no competition. Yeah, but that's just something I kind of, uh, uh, you know, like, oh, they're the cable companies. They get to do that for some stupid reason that, yeah, you know, I've decided that it's no longer worth bitching about. <laughs> Sean has just given up. <laughs> oh, yeah. I gave up on this whole charter thing a long time ago. Like, we were able to vote on it here in St. Louis, you know, in the last decade or so as to whether or not to, like, allow competition in, in one way, shape, or form. Uh, or at least to, like, you know, begin breaking down the the rules that prevent it. Uh, and, and it was easily voted down, you know, through lobbying and everything else on charter's behalf. And, uh, you know whatever so uh yeah some of my worries include you know can you bring your own device since it is just reselling verizon service and also something to think about if you ever have to deal with your cable company for tech support you know how painful that is uh do you want to deal with them for your cell phone too that's a uh, that's that doesn't sound like fun to me but is your current cell phone tech support any better, though? Actually, T-Mobile's I mean, tech support's really good. I, I got to hand it to those guys every time. But you have to know how to go about it. If you call them, you usually you get... They try to help you, but it seems like the people you call don't have all the, you know, the ability to help you out with everything or don't know how to help you out with everything. However, the last time I had a problem, I called them, tried to deal with it for like a day and a half, and then finally I tweeted out, that I was having problems with my T-Mobile phone, that people ha- can get a hold of me on my alternate contact number if they need me. And like within minutes, T-Mobile immediately sends me a message and says, hey, we saw that you're having problems. If you would DM us your information, we can get, you fig- we can get it figured out. So they sent me a link to go and verify that I was actually the T-Mobile user I said I was. And after that, I think it was fixed in like an hour. <laughs> yeah that's pretty cool yeah the right people get behind it they can fix it quickly it's just you gotta you gotta learn how to get that far so i don't throw twitter weight around very often but that time i i decided i was gonna tweet about it and it paid off in the end and i gave my kudos afterwards too i'm like hey you know these guys fixed my problem like instantly here do this if you need to so yeah i you know it's it, it might be good for people who have um, spectrum internet and want to just save money on their cell phone plan but like with any company take it as take everything they say as a grain of, with a grain of salt and know what you're getting into before you get into it so and if you have an iPhone don't expect to buy it from them apparently because they just have four Samsung phones and an LG Android phone so All right. And now time for movie news. And of which we have very little. (laughs) It's really, this was a blurb originally. So, um, John uh, John Wick 3 is getting, has gotten their official title according to uh, Keanu Reeves. Whoa. Um, It is called Parabellum. And when asked what it was, it's not the Parabellum I thought, honestly. Like when I heard it, I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. You know, nine millimeter parabellum. That's that's a round. That's a that's a bullet. You know, why not? That makes sense. Um, that's not the case. It's actually has to do with the Latin word parabellum, 
as in war. Um, you know, it's famously from uh, one of the one of the phrases that I always remember from the Punisher is "civis pacem parabellum," as if you want peace, prepare for war. That's what Mister Reeves says. It's for is actually war. Um, super cool with that. You know, uh, I did you ever watch the first John Wick? Like I told you to. Nope. God damn it, Sean. Ah, well, so anyway, you just, you just take the wind out of my sails every chance you get. I was hoping to have this nice conversation about John Wick. (sighs) Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Never seen him. Okay. Well, um, let's see here. Uh, See, it's got, at the bottom here, it talks about some of the actors that are going to be in with, uh, in it. Um, See, Halle Berry will be in it. Um, Angelica Houston, Asia Kate Dillon, Mark Dacascos, uh, and Jason Manzukis. Man- I'm not sure how you say that. Hmm. So yeah, as long as they bring back Ian McShane, I don't care. <laughs> I'm. That's what has always surprised me about you not watching John Wick is the fact that Ian McShane. Is in all three, all will be on all three of them. So, I don't. Get I it. mean, I like Deadwood, but yeah, but I don't know. It's just not. It's not something that. I mean, it's not something that I would go see at all, and it's not something that I would really even see unless I just kind of stumbled across it. And I don't think I've really ever stumbled across it anywhere. Hmm. I don't know. That's uh, that saddens me, Sean. You know, if I came home and just turned on my television and it was on HBO from the night before and John Wick just happened to be starting up at that exact moment, you know, uh, like I might sit there and watch it. Gotcha. All right. Okay. Well. LOL. OMG. WTF. Was that? Oh, Sean. You wear blue jeans, don't you? Sure. All right. So I got some new blue jeans for you. Um, first one here is belt jeans this uh, is from an an article from uh, Mashmal eight terrible jeans that prove denim has gone too far (laughs) so belt jeans are number one is basically the waistband from a pair of jeans it's like the waistband and like down to like slightly below the pocket yeah so um the Unravel Project. I don't even understand what it's for. The Unravel... Well, it's fashion, Sean. We don't need to understand. The Unravel Project, oh, yeah. who are the designers behind uh, the belt jeans, uh, originally sold the waist belt on Netta Porter for $405. And it sold out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. What the fuck is this next thing (laughs) it is a halter top made of the waistband of jeans Uh. it's literally the exact same thing from the previous one except she's wearing it around her torso instead of her waist uh-huh 56 (laughs) dollars it was only 56 dollars it's 405 if you wear the rest of your waist slide it down exactly you buy this one then slide it down your waist and all of a sudden dude you made like 
you know, uh-huh. 400 bucks, 350. Oh, man. Um, what they call here in the next one, the reoccurring nightmare jeans. <laughs> Basically, it's ripped. Uh, the jeans are ripped across your butt cheeks. So. Sure. I mean, I got nothing to complain about here, though. I mean, <laughs> this is an enjoyable, uh, an enjoyable uh, pair of jeans right there. Yeah, so it's uh, 25. I think that's pounds. I'm not. Yes, that is the. Yeah, I believe yeah. that is the pound symbol. Yeah. Um, High waisted jeans okay, from hell. Next ones are stupid. <laughs> it's it's jeans with three more waists. <laughs> so it's like it's like a pair of jeans, and then you bought two of those things from earlier and put them on top. <laughs> yeah, but make sure you get the one made for your torso and not the one made for your waist, then right, you're because then you're just it's wasting way, money. Yeah, way too expensive. <laughs> oh man. And these next okay. ones. <laughs> well, that's interesting. Yeah, lace-up jeans are honestly just a denim thong. <laughs> they are that's... jeans like in the center, covering the parts that matter, and then laces. Everything the else is them. just laces around your legs and everything. I mean, that's interesting. I wonder that's what all the I can back say. looks like. I wonder if the back is yeah. the same shape as the front. Well, especially because it says lace of jeans that are honestly just a denim thong. So then by saying that, I'm like, well, why don't you have a photograph of her in reverse? Like, what does the back look like? They also come in a variety of fun camel prints, just in case you need to hide in the woods. <laughs> okay, what are these next ones? Uh, what is that? <clears throat> double cuffing uh, your jeans uh, says is broke. Uh, woke if you wear four cuffs on your jeans. What? <laughs> They're they're cuffs like if you right. rolled up the bottoms of your jeans, but there's four of them like on your knees. Stupid. I don't know why. Uh, they're only five hundred twenty five dollars apparently. So, you know. Um, next one, number seven, the breezy butt jeans. Just another pair of jeans with the butts cut out. Yeah, but this so... is like this is not torn. This is cut out. Like cut literally, out. looks like assless chaps. Yeah, so it's basically like, I mean, and once once again, we can't see the front, so I don't know if there is any connection at all, because it looks like it's holding them up. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm not sure. Is it holding up the legs or is it just like, you know, two legs that she's got pulled up to her thigh? I don't know. You'd think it's got to be. I wonder if I can. Let me see if I can go to this site and see. Oh, my God. Sean. What? (laughs) Go to the site. (laughs) Um, in the, in the tweet, this? right at the end, it has, right, I'm clicking. Okay, God, look at them; they're hideous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what is that? They're like chains. Yeah, they're chained what? in the front. <laughs> okay, so basically, what we've got here is like the same. Once again, everyone is just obsessed with cutting the waists off of jeans because it's again the same thing for the torso. The same thing as the waist only. It's just the top of the jeans. But then also the legs of the jeans, minus all the butt and everything. Yeah. Uh, but then those legs are attached via little chains with ringlets. They look like like jean garter belts. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. That's just ridiculous. All right. Let's move on. 75, 75 pounds for those. These are called the humanity <laughs> has given up jeans. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically what would happen if you cut every piece I of denim. I don't even know how to describe these. If you cut every piece of denim off of jeans that wasn't actually like a seam. 
yeah, that's basically what it is. It's yeah. only the seams of the jeans. Yeah, that's all you got. Um, one hundred sixty-eight dollars. Bare legs. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of cutting time. So I can see that. They, that's a the, lot of labor hours going into there. Carmar, the company that actually sells these, call it the extreme cutout jean. <laughs> fit and details. Do you think people are having a problem with the fit on these? I mean, I the waist is really all that matters. <laughs> it actually has an inseam. Why does it have an inseam? It's strips of denim, like, held up by a waistband. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> Jeez, old Pete, man. Oh, why? Why? Just... <sighs> I mean, yeah, they're not as stylish as the ones with the chains. I gotta give it that, but... I mean... Wow. Leave denim alone. <laughs> okay. Well, my birthday Next. is September, so you let me a pair of them breezy butt <laughs> jeans. Uh, yeah, you give me those or assless chaps. <laughs> okay, so on Next Flix this, uh, this episode, we're going to be covering everything from the 9th to the 20th. <clears throat> So, on July 13th will be our first one. Skyscraper. Dwayne Johnson, Neve Campbell, Chin Han. Uh, let's see here. Dwayne Johnson leads the cast of legendary Skyscrapers, former FBI hostage rescue team leader and U.S. war veteran okay, Will next. Sawyer. <clears throat> that was a lot, yeah. Yeah, that's a lot, first of all. And uh, I've, I've already seen the trailer for this like a gazillion times. Yeah, it's um, I'm not going to see this. It looks it looks terrible, but it looks terrible in a wonderfully fantastic way in the fact that like I will watch this movie eventually um, when, you know, when it's on Netflix or something like that. I will absolutely watch this movie. However, there, you know, it it is it it. it, it I only watch it out of that pure sense of love of the rock, first of all. Uh, and and secondly, you know, it's just one of those things that just looks so action, super action type bad that, that I just have to see the spectacle of it, you know? Um, like most Michael Bay films? Right, right, that kind of deal. Um, and, but I do feel, first of all, it, it looks like, like when we saw the trailer the other day, my wife looked at me and was like, so did, so it's just, it's just die hard, right? <laughs> Future and, die and, hard. Right, and I was like, yeah, basically it's what it sounds like. And then I was thinking when they said the title of it was Skyscraper, and I was like, wait a second, I think there was already a movie called Skyscraper. And if I recall, it was like a Skinamax film from the mid-90s starring Anna Nicole Smith. And I looked it up, and it, that's, it is absolutely correct. There was already a movie about a skyscraper being taken over by terrorists, and Anna Nicole Smith and her husband were the action heroes who were uh, uh, tasked with, with, with taking down the terrorists. And oh, yeah. she was like – she was you know the, the, the big-breasted charter helicopter pilot who found, you know, like 15 different reasons to get naked throughout the movie because, of course, it was like made for Cinemax or whatnot. So, uh, uh, so they, you know, there's, there's, it just seems like there's already been Die Hard and now there's like, uh, then, and, and there was already, you know, a Die Hard but with like a sexy naked lady and now they're making Die Hard but with a dude with one leg because have you noticed that in all oh, of yeah. the trailers? Yeah. He's, The Rock only has one leg. 
So, yeah. you know, it's like this is the this is the 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 paraplegic or what or, or or handicapped Amputee. version, amputee version of Die Hard, I guess. I don't know, but uh, so I will I will absolutely watch it, but uh <laughs> you know, they show that they I saw this one scene in the trailer like you have to give them credit for being clever, you know, uh where where the rock was like dangling out the window of the skyscraper by his by his uh, uh false leg and uh, you know, it's like wrapped up in a cable or something and 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 he he uh uh leans up and unlatches his 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 leg from his uh, from his false leg from his real leg and begins to fall and before he falls he grabs a hold with his hands to the false leg and uses him you know uses it to climb himself back into the building and it's, it's like you just got to give him points for being clever man like that's if, fantastic <laughs> if he doesn't take it off and beat someone with it at least once in the movie i will consider it a failure sure i'll give you that <laughs> Because that's a must. All right. Um, <clears throat> next, Hotel Transylvania 3, Summer Vacation. Next. I've never seen Hotel Transylvania 1 or 2. Don't care. They they were cute. I'll give them that. For kids' movies, they were very cute. I usually watch a lot of the kids' movies. That's just ones that I have never bothered to. It just didn't pique my interest at all. Unless there was like a voice, or, you know, like a like a particular actor in it, maybe that you know, I just was like, oh, I really want to hear them do a voice character, you know. But uh, no, it never really got me. Okay, then I'm going to do two limiteds um, because why not? Let's see. First one, Siberia. Uh, Keanu Reeves, Anna Yularo, Yularu. Um, Monty, Molly Ringwald. <laughs> wow. I know. Nah, that's why I did it. <clears throat> American diamond merchant travels to Russia to sell, sell rare blue diamonds of questionable origin. As the deal begins to collapse, he falls into an obsessive relationship with a Russian cafe owner in a small Siberian town. As their passion builds, so does the treacherous world of the diamond trade from which he is unable <laughs> to extradite himself. Both Okay, next. Yeah, it was only one more sentence, but you get the gist. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Sounds like a, you know, like your standard, like, action movie with a heart. All right, this is the last one. This one I'm doing just because of the actors. You'll see why. Don't worry, he won't get far on foot. Interesting title. Actors, Joaquin Phoenix, Jonah Hill, Jack Black, and Rooney Mara. Okay, sounds interesting. Uh Uh-huh. After Portland slacker John Callahan nearly loses his life in a car accident, the last thing he intends to do is give up drinking. But when he reluctantly enters treatment with encouragement from his girlfriend, Rooney Mara, and a charismatic sponsor, Jonah Hill, Callahan discovers a gift for drawing edgy, inadvertent newspaper cartoons that develop a national following and grant him a new lease on life. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Sounds like it could be funny. Yeah. Okay. Sounds like one of those indie comedy indie comedies that I would uh, uh, you know scroll across to on Netflix one day and be like, when did this ever come out? You know, when did Jonah Hill and Jack Black and all these people do this movie that I've never heard of? Yeah. Okay, let's see here. 
Now we are on to July 20th. The Equalizer 2. Uh, Denzel Washington, Pedro Pascal, and Bill Pullman. I like this synopsis. All right. Give it to me. Denzel Washington returns to one of his most signature roles in the first sequel of his career. Robert McCall serves as an unflinching justice for exploited and oppressed. But how far will he go when that someone... When that is someone he loves. More of that shit. More of that shit. I've never seen the first one. Was it good? It was phenomenal. I love huh. the character. So definitely see it if you haven't. It's well yeah. worth a watch. It's got action uh, and just like Denzel Washington just murdering, just kicking ass every time he does something. You know those movies where like the action hero is so much better than the people that are coming after him that they're right. just like, you know there's not... The only reason there's any competition is... Be, it's kind of like John Wick. The only reason there's any competition is because there's so many more bad guys. Right, right. That's what this is. So it's good stuff. All right. Uh, next we have Unfriended Dark Web. Betty Gabriel, Colin Woodwell, uh, Connor DiVrello... Uh, wow, okay. A 20-something finds a cache of hidden files on his new laptop and is thrust into the deep waters of the dark web. That's it? Yep, that's it. Well, <laughs> you get next it for not giving me enough information. <laughs> all right. Oh, I know this one's... I know you've been waiting all summer for this. Mamma oh, Mia, yeah. here we go again. Oh, next. Thank you. I didn't want to read about it. Um, let's see here. All right, now we're into limiteds. Let's see if there's any we need. Looking at actors. I don't think so. I think we're good. All right. So that is all of the movie releases. Sean, what the hell are you up to? Uh, well, Netflix just recently released the second season of Glow, The Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. Uh, did you ever watch... The first season? I last did year? not. Some there were people who told me I w- I needed to, but I haven't. Yeah, it was really good. So uh, it was, season two came out. You know, it stars Allison Brie and Mark Marin, um, and what is the other lady's name? Betty Gilpin, I believe, is her name. Um, but uh, you know, it is a it is a fictionalization, a uh, dramatization of the real story of the Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, a 1980s uh, female wrestling league. And uh, it, it, it season two came out. It was just as good as season one. It was an awesome show. Mark Marin does a really good job. And and I've never really been a fan of like the show, the you know, his show Marin that was on TV. Uh but in this, he's he's fantastic. So uh, and Allison Brie is is awesome and and gorgeous as always. So uh, you know, go out there and watch uh, Glow Netflix season two. Um, other than that, uh, I haven't talked about an Audible book in 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 quite a while, and that's because I've been listening to this book called Galaxy Outlaws, and it's actually more of just a book. It's it's just a giant collection of stories i guess but it was one big download but it's i mean it's like eight different parts 
uh, and you know, you're familiar with audible, so you know how much book that is, you know what I mean? Um, but it is, uh, it is galaxy outlaws. It's by J S Morin and it's narrated by Michael Naramore. And yeah, so it's, uh, it's 16 parts uh, or not 16 parts. It's 16 stories. It's called the, the, the black ocean Mobius collection, um, stories one through 16.5, and, uh, it's, it's eight different parts and each part is between like eight and 10 hours long. So, you know, that's a lot of stories and, uh, and I've been listening to it just, you know, straight through and I'm on like part eight right now. So I'm still not even done with it. I've still got another eight hours or more left, but, uh, you know, it's about a, a crew of galaxy outlaws, like the, like the title suggests. And it's just about a crew of, of, uh, of misfits, you know, traveling the galaxy. Uh, the, the catch is, is that like, uh, it's a, it's a sci-fi book, but, but magic exists in the world. And so, you know, they also, they also use magic as well as, as technology and in, in space travel. So it's, it's really weird. It's really strange. It's not, uh, it's, it's, it hasn't been like one of my favorite books to listen to, uh, but it's been just interesting and, and entertaining enough to, to keep me going for, you know, quite a few hours now. So, um, you know, you could always just, Check it out, like in parts, I guess, if you want to. Uh, Galaxy Outlaws by J.S. Morin. So that's it. That's about all I've been up to. Awesome. Um, for me, <clears throat> I just finished season one of the National Geographic TV so- show Genius. Um, it's where they highlight, like, basically a biography of the life of gen- certain genius people in our past. Um, season one was Albert Einstein. Uh, it was fantastic. Um, Jeffrey Rush does an amazing job as an older Einstein. Um, let me see here if I can uh, find out. I forget the name of the gentleman that plays the younger version of Einstein, but he did a uh, a fantastic weight, a fantastic job too. Johnny Flynn. Um, it was great. If you like physics, if you like, you know, just Einstein in general, definitely check it out. Awesome um, rendition. Really keeps you, you know, really interested about the entire thing. Uh, season two, I'm going to start working on that one. That one's Pablo Picasso, and that is uh, Antonio Banderas as Pablo Picasso, which is going to be really interesting. I like Antonio Banderas as an actor, so it'll be cool to see how he does with that one. Um, I also went yesterday, actually, on Saturday. I went to a movie on Saturday. Horrible idea, by the way. <laughs> so many people. But I went there. I saw Jurassic World 2, Fallen Kingdom. <sighs> I, these are not the movies for me. Jurassic uh, Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, the, they're just not, they're not geared towards me. Because there's... There's too much pseudoscience in it for me to dis uh, disband belief and just enjoy the movie. I find myself analyzing little things that feel to me... I don't know... <clears throat> when I talked about it to other people, I used the word lazy writing. Plot devices that just feel like lazy writing. Um, I complain about lazy writing a lot too, but not in the same way you do. Well, 
Cause like, this is the kind of stuff, like, is this, is this like the kind of stuff where you complain about the walking dead and like who's cutting the grass at the prison or or what? A little bit more, even more glaring than that. That's a deep cut. But like, for instance, in the very beginning, there's a situation where a gate is opened, a giant gate to let something in. And then there, you have to close it before something gets out. Okay. Okay. Whenever the person who's controlling it is controlling it on a tablet and they open the gate, they do their thing, they're coming out and then they start the gate closing and a dinosaur steps on the tablet. And when they do that, when it does that, the gate stops closing because the connection has been lost. (laughs) Okay. Electronics don't work that way. (laughs) Yeah. The command was already sent. (laughs) Exactly. Within like the first 10 minutes of the movie, this happens. And I'm like, wait, no. And then there's another point where they, they get into the water and then they're, they're out of the water. And someone says, you know, can you still do something? I'm trying to be vague so I don't ruin it for anyone. Sure. They say, can you still do something? And that something requires a tablet. The guy pulls the tablet out of his pocket and so it holds it up and water drips out. He goes, well, not anymore. And he throws it away. Dude, that is <laughs> military grade hardware. My iPhone is more water resistant than that. Come on. Lazy don't you writing. have some, don't you have a, a bag of rice? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then like another thing, um, at one point they're trying to, uh, they're trying to use a needle on a Tyrannosaurus Rex. The needle's like a foot long, which mm-hmm. makes sense because dinosaur skin is, and they make a whole thing. Sure. Like a whole one to two minute explanation of you got to jam it in really hard because their skin is so thick you're not going to be able to get through it otherwise um yet the tranquilizer darts that they load into their guns and shoot have like a two inch needle on the end of them right and they're taking down dinosaurs left and right with these things it's like what the hell that's not that's bouncing off a dinosaur i'm sorry but that's not doing any damage it's little little things like that that just while i'm watching it they catch me and i'm like all right i'm done this is ruined because then every time they use those tranquilizer darts on a dinosaur, I'm like, that's bullshit. He would just turn around and eat your ass. <laughs> you know? But All right. other than that, it was it was an enjoyable action movie experience. But understand was it that... A, was it a fun romp? Uh, I, I guess. I, I don't know. I'm really torn on it. Because I like Chris Pratt. I like his character. Um, I, I'm really I mean, is really there enough? Is there movie. enough funny Chris Pratt that I won't? That, no, that, like I will be. Uh, I will. I will overlook the the crappy science. You I know what I mean? I don't think there is. I think there could have been more funny Chris Pratt. Um, they made him more badass this time than um funny, which is fine because it's cool to actually see him. He has a whole fight scene, and the dude kicks ass. It's awesome, but. You know, there's only so many funny little quips here and there, and then the rest of it's all serious. So I just don't know. The movie takes itself incredibly serious, and it just, I don't, I'm really, I'm really on the fence on whether or not I enjoyed it. Now, I would say once it's out on video, by far, watch it. It's worth it. You know, it's, it is an, it is an interesting experience. It's a, a, an okay movie uh, to watch on video. If you're sensitive with hearing or you get headaches from loud noises, don't see it in the theater. I left with such an incredible headache because 
of, you know, everyone's either shooting a gun, screaming, or a dinosaur is roaring. <laughs> and it's loud as shit. <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know if I can recommend it or not. But, if I mean, if you liked all the other Jurassic Park movies and the Jurassic World movie, go. Because it's exactly that. It's more of that, you know. Um, if you just like Chris Pratt, sure. Uh, right on the right on the fence with that because he has a lot of you know a lot of screen time obviously but it's not it's not the goofy Chris Pratt it's more the action hero Chris Pratt which is still good but different so I don't know like I said I'm very I'm very on the fence about it you know I can't say one way or the other uh, the other thing I am doing <clears throat> if anyone would like to give me suggestions on social media I would appreciate it I am searching for a new NAS uh, network attached storage. I have an actual server in my basement. It has like 12 hard drives in it. Um, you know, hot swap, rack mounted. You know, Sean, you don't get it, but all the, nope. tech, all the tech people <clears throat> understand what I'm saying. They know. I've seen, I mean, I've seen like servers and like server blades and, you know, whatever. So I've got, I've got a server that I use in my basement for you server. Um, I recently did the math on it since I actually maxed out all the hard drives and it's costing me somewhere in the area that from two hundred and fifty to three hundred and fifty dollars a year to for your electricity to run the server. So I'm I'm looking for something smaller. I need something that will go up to around forty eight terabytes of storage. Uh, and of that, I have found a couple QNAP server, a couple QNAP NASes. The one I'm kind of leaning towards, however, is the DS nine eighteen plus from Synology. Um, if anyone has any experiences with that one, I need Plex, Resilio, really true. Also, oh, oh, this is a big one. Crash Plan, uh, the backup service Crash Plan. Does anyone have any NASs that can back up with Crash Plan, either through a Docker or um, natively through packages? I know, Sean, this is probably glazing your eyes over, but no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested. I, I'm looking for one, and I need um, need some suggestions. I found a lot online. I'm just trying to weed through. It's a crowded crowded hardware space, NASA's. So, all right, I think that's uh, I think that's all we got. So, uh, you know, Sean, um, I am going to force you. Uh, so, open up the uh, open up the denim article, please, for me. Why? Just do it. <clears throat> all right. All right, now you are going to be forced to wear one of these. Which one are you? Which one are you wearing? Uh, well, I guess I'll wear the uh, I'll wear the the jeans around my torso. The jeans are oh my god, he's going for the rich one, folks. Four hundred and five dollars. Sean wants to wear jeans around his torso. <laughs> No, no, no! I'll buy the, I'll buy the, no, the cheap ones. Oh, the, oh, oh, okay. The, the one, yeah, the okay, around, yeah, yeah. Like, why do I care? I'm like, why? Well, I'll wear the jeans or as a shirt, you know? Okay, wear jeans I, I and a shirt. Wear, I can wear a tube top. I can, I can rock a, a denim tube top. Awesome. Now, my question is, do you put a belt in, in them? Because they got belt loops. I mean, get a nice stylish belt to put around. I there? need to. I'm I'm not very busty, so I don't think I will have you know much to hold them up to begin with. So maybe I'll need a belt. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and I wonder if these are real pockets because that would be functional, right? You know, keep like your cell phone on a pocket in your on your back shoulder right. blade, and 
your wallet and keys in the front. <laughs> It'd be kind of hard to get my wallet from like the back pocket, though. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to be like <laughs> reaching for your shoulder, your shoulder blade. Like, what the? <laughs> get it. Oh, I'll let you guys just percolate on that one. Enjoy. <laughs> Did you imagine if you were wearing that and you had your keys in your front pocket and you fell? Give <laughs> you a fucking heart attack. Wow. <laughs> just, your keys would just stab you in the heart. <laughs> realized what's that the makers of the of this uh denim tube top thing actually plan on you wearing it exactly how they are in the picture over a shirt <laughs> well then i really don't understand the point yeah I, I thought that was kind of odd yeah. when we looked at the photo like you know yeah. this supposed to be like a sexy tube top like yeah. why are you wearing it over a white t-shirt milk it vintage reworked denim bustier over t-shirt okay that's real hot <laughs> wearing fucking jeans around your tits. 